Hi, my name's Warren Shute. This is Financial Education for the Nation. And today we're going to talk about how to make money child's play. This episode has been sponsored by Idealo, the price comparison website. Um, how to make money to Charles Ray. That was a strapline of one of my first businesses that I was involved with, which was absolutely fantastic, setting investment clubs up throughout the UK. And um, if any of you guys are watching, please get in touch. I'd love to say hi to you. It's been a long time. Um, we had some good times and some good fun. But learning how to money, manage money is just like learning how to walk. Um, we need a guiding hand. It's not something that's natural and innate to us. Um, if we don't get a formal education about finances, it's school. So we need to be taught it. Otherwise, how on earth are we ever going to know? Um, so teaching children about money starts at home. It's important that we talk about money openly and discuss how much things cost. Otherwise, how will they ever know? Okay, so it's important that you sort of make things open and you talk about money and feel that it's... You know, it's not a taboo subject. Um, it's good things are talking about how much different jobs pay, what things cost, and you know um, what it's like about a meal. So if you go for a meal, how much does the meal cost after you've uh, spent the meal? We call it um, guess the bill. That's always quite a good thing to do. Lifelong lessons about pocket money. So pocket money is a brilliant way to help children start learning about how to spend money. Um, you should set up a system so it's automated, so you don't have to worry about keep owing the money every day. Um, and we do a percent, an amount per year of their age. So we do two pounds per year of their age. My son's 15, so it means he gets 30 pounds a month. My daughter's 13, means she gets 26 pounds a month. Um, but they have to do chores, they have to work for that. It's not just given to them. Um, we buy their needs, they buy their wants. So they need to go on a school trip, they need some school uniform, they need you know, food and holidays and stuff. They buy their wants, so if he wants to buy that silly pair of trainers that cost a silly amount of money, he's going to have to save up and buy them. Um, and my daughter tends to buy, she used to buy slime, but now it's more hair products and beads and things like that. But they'll use it and they'll buy stuff on Amazon with it with their own card. Um, it's a great way to give them independence. I'd much rather them learn about money at that age, trial and error, than um, when they're older and they're earning and they run up loads of credit card debt. Um, a really important thing to also put in there is if they buy something more than twice their age, so more than, say, um, sorry, one pound of their age, so for Ollie, um, 15 pounds, or Bella, 13 pounds, we tend to ask them to sort of check in with us and just tell them what they're doing. And that's what I'd normally send them over to Idealo and say, have you price-checked it? You know, is it the best place you can buy it for that price? Um, earning and learning. So link their pocket money to doing chores. Don't just give them money. Um, there was a great bit of research done by Price Comparisons at Idealo um, that said 78% 78 78 of parents in lockdown were rewarding their um, children with individual chores, up and including £15 for making a bed. Don't set your kids up for failure, guys. Set them up for success. Where are they going to get paid £15 to make a bed anywhere else? You know, it's, you're not paying them to do it. They're doing it and they're getting paid. Um, it's important they understand the value of money. You know, the value of money is so important because when they go into the workplace, they have to earn it. It's not going to be given to them. Um, and if they go into a workplace with an entitlement mentality, they're not going to get very far. Their boss will not be impressed. So they need to add value and then be compensated for that adding value. Um, 
the great thing for to do would be to get them a bank account at a fairly young age. Now, when my children were very young, we used the OSPA card. I think there's the OSPA Go Henry. There's a third one. Um, but then when they turned 13, we opened the bank with a high street bank because I wanted to get, get them into that experience of going into the bank. I sat there with them and the bank manager and we opened the account. So I wanted them to have that experience. So it's very important they do that. And when they turn 13, I think that's an age where they should start saving. And we started saving about 10% of their pocket money so they could see it and they put it across into another account and start saving the money up. So it's important they start learning these little habits, these little traits, so that over time that they can be money wise, um, not a money fool. That's really what I'm trying to accomplish. Not that they become billionaires or anything, but just that they don't have money anxiety. Research shows that in the UK, one in 10 adults, so 10% of adults don't have any savings, and a third of us have less than £600 stashed away. Now, if you've been listening to my shows for a very long, you'll know that I harp on about emergency cash. It's so important. One thing you can do, and what's a really good idea, is if, certainly for their birthday, is to buy a single share in a company. You can buy more than one, but I'm just trying to keep figures affordable. But buying a single share in a fund or a company engages them in the investment process. They have some kind of experience. Um, it also makes them a little bit more um, uh, worthy of what's going on. So it's quite a nice little thing to do. And for grandparents, it's a wonderful thing to do. And then check in every year on how that's doing. It's, it's quite nice. I remember my son's been doing, my daughter's been doing it for many years now. And we were on holiday a few years back in, in America. And we was in a bank and there was the ticker going across the top. And, oh, there's Facebook. You've got Facebook, haven't you? Oh, yeah, it's Apple. I've got Apple. So they could see what they actually owned. Um, but it's quite a nice way of doing it. Now, for some of you, financially that won't be affordable. And I respect that completely. But it doesn't stop me doing it. You can go to the London Stock Exchange and there's a virtual trading platform on there. You can virtually as in pretend, buy a share, um, and do exactly the same thing. Check in and see what it's like. Now, student loans, I get lots of questions on student loans. Um, they're a necessary evil. There's two things that I think you should borrow money for, and that's an education and a house. Everything else you shouldn't really borrow for. That includes a car. Um, but with regards to student loans, you're going to need to them. But you can help yourself out by planning before you go to university. So put a plan together. Know what's going on. So know what you're likely to spend um, and then you're not going to get yourself into too much debt. Uh, we've got a cash flow on the website, who a whole um, student guide pack on the website. So go to warrantshoot.com. There's a whole guide on there for students going off to university. Um, it's live now, but we'll update it with the new figures coming up. You know, going away, if they've not had any experience with money, it can be a big daunting thing. Um, and it can very easily get carried out away by just going down to the student beer hut and just getting drunk all the time. Saving for your home, your house deposit. Now, I don't feel there's any rush for this. Uh, it might be contrary to what a lot of financial advisors say and stuff like that, but there isn't any rush for this, okay? Do it at your own speed. One thing I would say is make sure you've got at least three, preferably six months of your expenditure after you move in, okay? That's far more important than getting on the housing ladder and, and, and losing your job and, and getting rid of it. Um, if you're going to buy a house, definitely consider the lifetime ISA. You've got a £4,000 in there per person. Get a £1,000 bonus or 25% bonus on your money. And that's for each of you. If you're buying it as a couple, you can each do that. Um, and that's from age 18 to age 40. Um, also remember, if you're getting some money gifted from a parent or a grandparent and stuff like that and going into the house, consider a deed of trust to protect that money should that purchase or that relationship, so say, fall apart and the purchase, um, the house be sold. So a deed of trust will protect any money gifted from a family member going into a, a house purchase. 
But um, you know, if you save the full £4,000 into an ISA from 18 to, to 40, you could accumulate over £32,000 in bonuses of tax-free money um, from the government. So it's definitely worth doing. Lifetime ISAs, leases. Uh, and then kind of making a millionaire, the kind of last point I want to touch on, really. Um, I see lots of children receive lots of money and stuff like that, and it's great, okay? And as parents, you want to spoil your children. I understand that. Um, but particularly if you're thinking as a grandparent, um, one of the greatest gifts you can do is make sure that they're secure later in their life. They've got to find their way during their working career, get their job, earn their house, and, and go through their life. But then when they get to retirement, they've got a secure time they can enjoy it. Um, so consider starting a pension for any child, okay? So you can start a, ch a pension from a newborn baby. Um, you can put it up to uh, £300 a month, £280, I think it is, um, £260, sorry, before tax. So it's three hundred pound gross, um, and that grows tax free, and they can access it from their state retirement age, which will be about fifty seven, fifty eight. Um, they can't access it by a car, they can't access it by a house, or go on holiday. It's for their retirement, and that gift will be around probably long after the grandparents are. So if you're a grandparent and think actually it'd be great, I love my grandchildren, they're amazing. Why don't you start a pension for them? What a lovely way to do it. Um, I run some figures once that said, uh, I'm just looking to make sure I get the figures right. If you funded a pension from child's birth to 18, and you only put in the child benefits, so it's like 20 pounds a week, I think it was 21 pounds a week, you got an 8% return. So it's not low, but it's certainly not at the higher end. It, it, it's a, an aggressive return. It's 100% stock market exposure, which would be expected for a child that age. You'd be looking at a pot over 2 million pounds uh, when they reach 68, which would be their state retirement age. So that's 2 million pounds on 20 quid a month, uh, sorry, 20 pound a week. So um, yeah, consider it, just do what you can. It's a great gift you can give your children when it comes to uh, their money skills, because you're sorting out a future risk that they have as opposed to a present need. The nutshell is, you know, spoil your children with love, don't spoil with the money, teach them how to be fishers as opposed to giving them fish. And if you can set the pension up um, for their retirement, certainly not going to be um, not appreciated long after probably both of us won't be around. So uh, it's a nice gift you can leave them. But anyway, till next time, my name's Warren Shute. This has been Financial Education Foundation. You take care.